Welcome to the recap. Remembering expository comments and preaching. <laughs> Obey the acronym this week. We uh, uh, talking with Ethan. We figured we'd actually just do a separate mini podcast each week, where we would just remember what the last week's sermon was about and kind of talk about it a bit. Dave, how are you? I'm doing well. Nick, why are you here? Uh, I got it. I got an email. <laughs> Okay, that's oh. fine. Um, just Thanks, check. Daniel. Genesis chapter 4. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Well, I'm going to go. Genesis chapter 4, <laughs> verses 1 through 24. Uh, seeing the deep sin sickness of the world, why did you only preach through verse 24 and not the end of the chapter? It was just a wisdom call on the amount I, the amount I could cover. And, and then also kind of ending with... Lamech and kind of Lamech is the seventh descendant from Cain, and he is kind of the picture of complete shameless sinfulness, uh, celebrating his sin. He's got two wives now instead of one. He's boasting and killing really young boys uh, who might offend him, and he's he's celebrating all of it. So to end there. Um, and then, then what's going to happen after that is we're going we're gonna to see another son that is born after Cain killed Abel named Seth, and we get kind of a picture of another genealogy, another line mm. that comes besides Cain's kind of exponentially growing sinful line. Yeah. And that's the very end of chapter four is when Seth is born. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good. Uh, any reflections on the sermon particular moment? Were there moments where you like deviated from your manuscript and included stuff? You could just recall off the top of your head. Um, there are always moments like that that happen now. I my manuscript, the way it functions now is it helps me before I preach, hold my thoughts together and bring deeper clarity to me and how the parts are going to fit together. But I, I there there are some parts I read because I really want to say something clearly. But a lot of it is me kind of going paragraph to paragraph, idea to idea, knowing the text and what I want to say. So I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if I think about it that way anymore. Did I think about like, well, here I was locked in, and here I was off? It's more me saying what I hope the text says as I've studied it throughout the week. So I don't. I don't have any great, great ones uh, to think about right now. So Nick, as we remember expository comments and preachers or whatever the acronym is. You're changing it on the fly I, I did. Here. I will. Um, <laughs> any reflections on the sermon or your part in, uh, you know, leading us through musical worship and tying some things together? Anything that you'd add here? Yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, it was sweet to just reflect on Abel's offering and how he brought the best to the Lord and how it was an act of faith, which is really, <clears throat> you know, what the Lord is after, um, it's not just our empty works, but things offered in faith. And so I appreciated the, the, the ties that Dave made to the New Testament texts in Hebrews and, and then um, really how Christ's blood speaks a better word than Abel's. Um, so, and that, that just kind of informed how we walked through the whole service, reflecting on um, what the Lord is after in faith yeah. and responding to him, you know, from a heart that was offering him everything all that we had and not just, you know, the little, the side portion. Yeah. 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 I was struck by the way that you carefully teased out why 
the different sacrifices. One was acceptable and one was not mm-hmm. where the hearts were behind that. Yeah. Especially turning to the new Testament, always thinking about new Testament um, and it's interpretive light that it grants us for the old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big deal. And yeah. man, there's a ton of stuff uh, where Genesis is spoken about um, all throughout the new Testament, especially in the book of revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, preview of coming attractions so i hope <laughs> I think we could ever make it through a podcast without mentioning revelation uh very unlikely i'm mm, constantly okay. thinking about to, to add to what you just said genesis 4 is kind of the first place we we can build a biblical theology of sacrifice so you you move from you wouldn't sep- do that from chapter three with the, the you animals s- you start there but it's okay. explicit you know okay it's explicit and and here's here's an accepted sacrifice, but even that we get to the New Testament and here's Christ. He his sacrifice is true. It's a better word. His blood is a better word. We receive grace from that. But then you know where I, where I ended was Romans twelve. You know, right. offer yeah. offer your lives as a living mm-hmm. sacrifice, acceptable. Right. It's just, it's the same words, um, and fully pleasing to God, and then it unpacks what does that look like for us as believers, saved by grace, saved by the once-for-all sacrifice to live our lives for his, for his pleasure and for the world to see the goodness of God. So some quick exegetical hits here on Genesis 4. In verse 16 says, Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Do you think that there's something significant about, like, so his parents go out east from Eden— and then he's got to be like guarded against uh, in, in terms of like they can't go back. And then apparently he goes farther east, um, away from the presence of the Lord, it says. What do you think? Anything significant about that? I do think in the, in the way Moses writes it, Moses is often drawing out themes that I think the, the people reading it originally, those wandering in the wilderness, would have received it, right? They were wanderers who had been wandering around, and they would have seen him as wandering further away from the presence of the Lord, both historically and symbolically, I think. And I think the fact that he settles when the Lord said he was going to be a wanderer is a sign um, of his further rebellion. He still doesn't care to listen to the Lord. He's still going to do what he wants to do, um, and he's going to do it out of the presence of the Lord. Yeah, it's good. All right, it's not in Hebrew, but in Genesis 4 and 9, the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Think there's anything, uh, like, why do you think he says that? Why do you think he says that? I can tell you're asking with an idea. Yeah, what what do you you think? Are you you riffing on guarding and keeping? Maybe. It's not not the exact same word. It's It's got some relationship to it, but... Yeah, uh, it's maybe a little bit exegetically well, too far to say that. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, it's Nick's not smiling at me. It's not this. It's not the same word. It's but nodding. I ha- but I haven't thought about that before. It is interesting that he's, whereas Adam's keeping was kind of taken away from him. Maybe he's now going a step further and and just completely saying, I don't know. It's not my responsibility. You know, maybe. It's a, it's, yeah. I don't know. I don't think. Maybe. I don't know if there's enough there to say for sure, but uh, yeah, I know. Interesting quick, musings. Quick, uh, quick exegetical hits. Uh, why seven? Did you say why seven? Sevenfold, you know, avenge sevenfold, and then seventy-sevenfold. Any significance around the number seven seventy? Can't remember if you said anything. 
Well, at, Nick well, wants to say some. Go ahead. You can say. Well, it. I just had a thought, but I want to hear what you say first. Well, I was going to say that was actually that was a comment that was off the cuff in the sermon. Was me going hey, and here Jesus picks up on this thing. It just came to my mind in the moment. Oh, seventy um, times seven. Yeah, yeah. Jesus versus yep. Lamech. I I think it's the sevens are generally uh, a symbol of completeness. So yeah, yeah. Lamech would be completely a bad dude at this point. And it, I think it's interesting that Lamech says 70 times 7 in the context of vengeance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus says 70 times 7 in the context of forgiveness. So it seems yeah, like good. he's picking up mm-hmm. on reversing that. Jesus v. Lamech, round one. Jesus ding, wins. Ding. Like not, even, not even like fight. It's just Jesus wins. All right. Well, we're going to continue to release these uh, podcasts each week. Dave was ready to say something, and then he, he passed. He's nodding his head. We'll be back next week with some Genesis 5.